Alyssa Fumero is taking on whitewashing for the Brooklyn Nine-Nine remake. I'll tell you more. Also, Jerry Falwell Jr. is officially out at Liberty University. Finally, the West Wing cast is going to reunite for a new special. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Tyler Huckabee. Welcome to The Relevant Daily, where I bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up right now. First up, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is headed north, where Canada is getting its own French-Canadian remake of the beloved American cop sitcom. Uh, It so far looks pretty similar to its American cousin. It'll feature a bumbling but good-natured bunch of police officers solving crime or whatever passes for crime up in Canada. But Brooklyn Nine-Nine star Melissa Fumero did voice a bit of disappointment in one element, the lack of Latina representation. One strength of the American cast is the rich racial diversity on display, including two Latina women and Fumero and her colleague Stephanie Beatriz. For reasons that aren't totally clear, the remake recast them both as white women and, as Fumero noted, opted to kind of sexualize their appearance. Uh, Fumero clarified that she understands that there are more Latina women in New York City than in Quebec, but she was still disappointed to see that no women of color were involved in the casting of Amy and Rosa. Uh, she said that, quote, Amy is not sexy on purpose. It's another interesting turn for the show that's found itself uh, in an uncomfortable spot as a show about police officers during a time when the state of American policing is under enormous scrutiny here at home. The show was halted midway through the production of its eighth season, and star Terry Crews says the writers do plan on addressing the Black Lives Matter movement and the police protests moving forward. Also, on Monday, Reuters published explosive allegations from a former business partner of Jerry Falwell Jr., detailing a years-long sexual affair involving Falwell and his wife, Becky Falwell. The president of Liberty University was on indefinite leave at the time for a separate scandal involving that bizarre Instagram post, and uh, he denied this report, telling the Washington Examiner that his wife had had the affair without his knowledge or involvement. The former business associate, his name is Juan Carlo Granda, provided Reuters with screenshots and recorded audio that he says prove his story. That kicked off a really complicated couple of hours at Liberty University that took place after I recorded yesterday's daily, uh, during which numerous sources at the school's board confirmed to multiple outlets that Falwell had tendered his resignation. But then Falwell apparently withdrew his resignation late last evening, and then he told the Wall Street Journal that he had re-resigned for real this time. And uh, by this time, the board was pretty much in full agreement that he needed to get out. They released a lengthy statement, making it clear that Falwell's return would be, in their words, not in the best interest of the university. It was a very strange ending that sort of uh, is befitting the very strange last few years of the Falwell saga, in which the president of the nation's largest Christian college became an unlikely political power player as one of President Donald Trump's most reliable and vocal supporters. A series of increasingly aggressive and occasionally offensive public statements matched growing reports around Falwell's business conduct, many of which allegedly involved sort of legally dubious business deals and conduct that would violate the standards that Liberty sets for its students and faculty. 
The toll on the school was huge, with numerous alumni, faculty, and students speaking out, and in some cases, even leaving in protest. And Falwell's infamous Instagram post was the culmination of several years of growing unrest. John Fee is a professor of American history at Messiah University. He's sort of an expert on the history of evangelicalism in America. He told RNS, quote, I don't see how Falwell survives this. He's done. Uh, that turned out to be the case. Uh, we just got word, uh, actually, right before I started recording this, that he has tendered his resignation. He confirmed to a reporter named Richard Chumney. Uh, he told him, and this is Falwell's direct quote, it's a relief. The quote that keeps coming through my mind this morning is Martin Luther King Jr. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I am free at last. Um, sort of ironic there uh, in that case because uh, the Falwell family pretty famously uh, did not agree with Dr. King during the civil rights movement. Falwell's father, Dre Falwell Sr., who started Liberty University, took a lot of issue with Martin Luther King Jr. during his own life. Uh, he said, quote, I do question the sincerity and nonviolent intentions of some civil rights leaders such as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and others who are known to have left-wing associations. So a complicated history, let's say, between the legacy of Dr. King and the Falwell family. But in any case, for now, it does appear that the time of Jerry Falwell Jr. at Liberty University has come to a close. Uh, it is probably not the last we'll be hearing of Falwell in general, better or worse. Finally, uh, next up on the TV reunion specials that have taken place in lieu of uh, actual new TV shows during the pandemic is The West Wing, which will get the cast back together for an HBO Max special to help rock the vote ahead of this year's presidential election. It'll be the first time the West Wing gang has been together in nearly 20 years. Obviously comes at a very different time in American politics than uh, it was when it was actually on. The reunion will be a theater restaging of an episode called Hartsfield Landing. That's from the show's third season. It'll be filmed at the Orpheum Theater in L.A. And it'll be uh, to raise awareness from Michelle Obama's When We All Vote nonprofit organization. We're going to get Rob Lowe, Dulé Hill, Allison Janney, Jenna Maloney, Richard Schliff, Bradley Whitford, and yes, Martin Sheen will all be on hand to reprise their roles. And Aaron Sorkin will be creating some sort of new material for the special. Not totally sure what that will look like yet. The West Wing comes from a very different era in American politics. In its world, politicians were sort of superheroes. They had moral courage and they were brilliant. It was a very optimistic exploration of an administration that really only ever existed in Sorkin's mind, but it probably did a lot to shape the political imaginations of a lot of 90s and early aughts voters. So not sure whether or not that's still going to resonate in 2020, but it'll be interesting to see how they do with all of this. Uh, it'll air in early October, evidently, and we'll keep you in touch with more details as we hear more about them. You can read more about that story and everything else we're covering today over at the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. Also, for the latest, you can follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant, Facebook and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. You can subscribe to our other podcasts as well. I'm here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thank you for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.